0: Britain is about to witness the birth of Robot Wars.
1: They're still making final adjustments.
0: Three, two, one, activate.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Activate, the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the hitman. Along with me, as always, his circuit boards won't leave you bored, it's Robbie, harmlessly. That scares me slightly, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, you won't bore the audience with your circuit boards. Uh, yes, I understand. Okay, as long as, we're, <laughs> as long as we're clear on the premise of the introduction, <laughs> we are reviewing Series 2, Heat C. Yes had to think about that. We've just watched it and I still had to pause and have a good think. Yep, the third episode of series two. It's on the screen and I still had to think about it. Yeah. All right. That's cool. That's, That's fine. Well, be fine. All right. So where we last left off, it was a pretty tame episode. Pretty standard episode. Pretty yeah. normal. We've got some old favourites coming back for this one. Should we just jump right in? List yeah, the we bots? will do. Yeah. So we get, um, of course, the intro to start with.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome K9's Pedigree Chum. Charles. When the Cold War ended, and military dictators around the world felt the nuclear soled boot of Uncle Sam up their backsides, we all felt safe once we worried about melting in a nuclear explosion. Now we worry about melting cheese in our Argos catalog fondue set. But as you sit there reclining in your world--leather armchairs, introducing your grandchildren to uncommonly good butter candy, remember this: a new war rages. It makes the Cold War look like a hot summer's day. It's called Robot Wars, and to prove it, six iron-plated superpowers are going to battle for a place in our series semi-finals. Let's bring out the troops.
1: What I'm just going to do now is, because Craig's monologues are so long and we talk about them so much, I'm just going to note the key words for each one. Okay. So cheese, butter, Argos. <laughs> Put together what you will out of that. Yep. Craig Charles goes on for a good minute or so. Oh, you mean Craig Charles, K9's pedigree chum? I just wrote Craig's a dog, and I couldn't remember what that meant, so I just left it. <laughs> Fair dues. Yep. And then we go straight in to the traditional intros for the robots. First, from High Wickham, Challenger. Stripes make it go faster. From Cambridge, Mortis. Kevlar.
0: From London,
1: Oblivion. Sinclair C5. From Nuneaton,
0: Dreadnought.
1: Better second time around?
0: From Abington, Ramesses II.
1: Tutan, come on, then.
0: From the University of Reading,
1: Griffin. Short Circuit 3. Do you remember the Short Circuit films? It kind of looked like the Short Circuit robot. Oh, uh, I don't know. You haven't seen the Short Circuit films? No, I haven't. Two seconds. <laughs> I'm just googling. In fact, I'm pretty sure I can just... Google Short Circuit Two. Yeah, that's the first. Short one. I, circuit. I know why, but that's the one that's come up. We can make this a thing. We can uh, each episode we could talk about our favourite movie robots, like Short Circuit. Well, Short Circuit. Right. Which I'm not sure. What's it about. kind of looks like that. It's like a robot. Oh, okay. You see it? Yeah, I see it. You know? I see it, sort of. Oh, that was a Blu-ray edition. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but basically, just like, well, should we just start from reverse now, since we're going to get on to it? we start talking about Griffin? I can't tell you much about it because it's classified, but I'll show you the weapon, which is a lifting arm, that can lift and flip other robots. Let's start talking about Griffin. Um, looks very delicate when extending its, what is it? A lifting? A lifting arm, right. So the yeah. story of Griffin, it's the return of Oliver Steeples. Did you recognise him? Nope. You didn't recognise Oliver Steeples? It's ringing a bell. He was a big deal last season with his robot cunning plan. Oh, nope. Nope, you don't remember it? <laughs> yeah. I can barely remember the beginning of this series. <laughs> so Oliver Steeples, who yeah. went on to um, help with making R2-D2. Oh my god, why didn't you just say that? I remember <laughs> and, that guy. <laughs> and was strange and confident and And like, they'd ask him if he's nervous and he'd just go, nope, and then just wander off. Yep, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that I remember guy. Oliver Steeples? He was in the Featherweight episode before. I'm not... St- I mean, this bot is not a great combat design. Well, you say that. It's taken directly from a very successful American robot called Biohazard. Hmm. It's almost an identical copy if that identical copy just wasn't as good. (laughs) (laughs) For lack of a better way of saying it. It's a cheap Biohazard. Okay. Flat box shape, like proper flat, right down to the floor. Was it invertible? I can't remember. I believe so. I Mm. believe it was invertible. 19 miles per hour, good weight. A lot of pushing potential. Mm -hmm. Um, The issue with it seems to be the weapon itself, for those of you who know Biohazard, it has a similar lifting arm, but much more effective. This lifting arm, like you said, looks very delicate, slow. Looks like it would bend if it tried to lift a heavy weight. So... I don't know. It's like he's seen the, a picture of Biohazard and gone for it. And wanted to it's give it not, a go. Yeah. It's not the same thing, really. It's a reserve bot. Really? So it wasn't supposed to be in there, which is why he's not seeded. His mm. cunning plan made it to the grand final because it won yeah. the Featherweight episode, but he's not been seeded because Griffin originally didn't make the cut. So because they're using a different bot... They can't just pick up the seed of their previous bot, can well, they? Well, no, they can. They do it. It what? happens. How does that make any sense? Yep, just from being the same team. So the chaos team gets it. seeded. Chaos got chaos was seeded. Yeah, yeah. And they had Robot the Bruce, different robot. So technically the team are being seeded, not the bot. Yeah. But Griffin isn't seeded because they weren't exactly accepted to begin with. They're there because okay. another robot backed out. Wow. But I think we pretty much described it now. Flat. Bomb mm-hmm. shaped robot. And then this weird lifting thing comes out of it. And when that happens, it kind of looks like a little mini Short Circuit 2. Yes. Yes. We're going to go with that. I'm trying to think of anything else it could look like. I don't know. It, it's definitely the most sci fi looking bot. It looks like... It's got a crazy look. What do you say? Um, Jonathan Pierce says it looks like a video recorder. It yeah. kind of does. It looks yeah. like something you'd Like a VCR with wheels. Under your TV yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so we just keep going backwards. We go on to Ramses the second. It's an improvement over the robot
0: that we had in the last war, in that we've gone from wheels to tracks, which means we'd have no ground clearance problems anymore. Uh, We've also improved the hammer mechanism, which is very similar to the one that we had in the last war. Um, We've also uh, now got very thick plastic armour, which is very, very light, um, but very hard to cut if you're set up to cut steel, which is what the robots
1: around here all seem to be set up yep Ramses the second another returning team yeah this is the sequel to scarab the sequel to scarab under team isis continuing with their egyptian theme oh yeah but scarab before had egyptian decorative Mm -hmm. stuff on it this one's just white yeah they've gone quite plain maybe they didn't have enough time to paint maybe so it's not elaborately decorated yeah it has the exact same weapon as Scarab, like the exact same one, a big red mm. bar. Yeah. It looks like they just took it from a fence or something. Yeah. Which is it's a hammer, they say, but it doesn't really have the, the big heavy bit on the end. It's like the yeah. handle of a hammer, and that's just what they've gone with as the weapon. But it's really exposed. Yeah, it seems like a lot of it's exposed. It's using plastic armor, and a lot of it doesn't cover the top, mm. leaving all of the inner workings exposed yeah it's extremely slow yeah three miles per hour it plods along it's not that different to scarab just a bit of a different shape it's slow it has the hammer which eh, is not a very effective weapon yeah it's not that great not a lot Um, to say about it there's not much to say about it it's (laughs) it's less exciting than scarab because of the lack of decoration you don't suppose maybe they were risking going above weight Let's take some bits off. It looks the top half looks slightly unfinished. It it does look wrong, doesn't it? Yeah. And the shape of it in general is it's weird. It's like an unfinished building. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. they've gone with tracks this time round, which is fine, but they've gone with slow tracks, so mm-hmm. it does it moves like a tank. Yeah, but without any oomph. Yeah, watch this space on that one. And that takes us to Dreadnought. The only thing that's really remained the same since the last war is the bodywork, which we've had to repair quite a bit. And we've beefed up the forks here to make them a bit more
0: powerful. We've changed also the drive mechanism for the forks. We've lowered it down considerably, so we've got an advantage there. And we've gone to wheelchair motors instead of
1: starter motors, which hopefully will give us better performance. Dreadnought, another returning robot. Another returning. Now, they've made a couple of changes, apparently. You couldn't tell by looking at it, though. Nope, it looks exactly the same on the outside. Yep. The whole shell, it still has the yellow and black overweight wasp look to it. Yeah, yeah. It's a really odd-looking machine. It's a big old and naughty thing. The yeah. major difference is the... Two little front forks are now two big front forks. Mm -hmm. They mention they've basically changed all of the inner workings, so it is essentially a different robot with the same shell. Is it tyres or tracks? I can't remember. It is tyres, I think. It is tyres, yeah. They're using wheels. Yeah. The the outer shell looks great. Yeah, it's a cool-looking thing. It's also massive. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, notorious last series for just breaking down all the time. Yeah. Yeah, They broke down, and then they broke down again, and then they broke down again. It's like it's it's got bad luck. This A part. little bit, yeah. yeah. Obviously, something they're doing isn't quite working. Yeah. But they've got the new robot, and they're going to try again. They're going to try and make this robot be what it should have been before, yeah. which is why I'm guessing they stuck with the same exact look. They still have faith in this design. This big, clunky design. Okay, well, that will lead us to... Oblivion.
0: There's two pincers at the front so we can stand the robots
1: and it it's just time to travel upside down. The robot is powered by two Sinclair c motors, fully driven. We're hoping for a maximum speed of twenty miles per hour if we need it. Oblivion. Uh, one of the two bots that's actually not a returning team this yeah. episode. Yeah. Team Trinity, who are the future builders of Supernova, who were in the who are in later seasons and were in the past twenty sixteen season as well. So, these are a long term team. This is their first robot in the Wars of Oblivion. It's sponsored by Trinity School in Croydon, hence the team name. I'm mostly talking about the team because the robot itself is bare basic. Yeah, it is just this it's quite light, quite fast, not a lot of flash to it. It's just kind of a two wheels and a wedge, titanium armor. It's built as a push bot, but at only 58.7 kilograms. It's not going to be a big pusher, which is the same. If it was a bit heavier, it would be pushing things everywhere. But at the weight it's at, at best, it's going to stalemate with things. Yeah, yeah. There's not much to say. It's a very basic looking robot, which is practical. Could work out. Yep, I mean you know sometimes just sticking with the tried and tested does work. Well, look at Roadblock. There is very little to Roadblock. It's just a wedge. Just a wedge. That's all it needed. It is a big wedge. It is a massive wedge, an unfairly big wedge. Yeah, Yeah. whereas Oblivion is a very, very little wedge. You wouldn't, I don't think it could flip anything over. Mm. Things would just go on top of it. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. All right, well, that takes us up to Mortis. Mortis is back. It's been extensively reworked since the last
0: war. Um, New transmission on it, new components. The chassis has been rewelded and repaired. The front's been redone. The axe has been totally rebuilt. Since it broke last time over LeeBot. Oh, that's not too much of a weapon, is it, really? Oh, and that is Pepper PepperBot! You could pour pepper out of that LeeBot machine! Totally new set of mechanisms. So hopefully this time it'll be a bit more reliable. Same electronics,
1: um, new armour, and altogether a generally improved machine. It's, what more do we have to say about Mortis? I mean, they explain that basically they've just upgraded everything. It's still... Yeah. Just whatever the best everything you can get, it's got inside it. Ten thousand plus pounds, Mm -hmm. minds of Cambridge behind it. (laughs) Kevlar, they love their Kevlar. They love Kevlar. The real controversy is they didn't make it through to the grand final last season. They got beat by Recyclops. Mm -hmm. They're seeded second, as if they were second place. Yeah, that's not right, is it? Can you tell that there's maybe some favoritism towards Mortis? Just a little bit. It is an awesome, awesome robot. Yeah, it looks cool. The weapon is incredible. The (laughs) team are so—I don't want to say arrogant, but they are very confident and very—they're watchable. You want to watch them. You want to see them get far and then get beat. That's kind of what you want to see. It's almost like sometimes they come across as kind of like the bad guys. If this was all theater, you know what I mean? They are—they are the—they're the top. And the rest of the bots are kind of like underdogs. Yeah, they're the point. heels. Yeah. yeah, proper. Yeah, they've uh, made some repairs to their machine. I say repairs. They made some changes to the axe because apparently it broke over Leebot, which I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the damage they did to Leebot! <laughs> the damage they did to poor Leebot punctured. Oh my god. god! But it's a more reliable axe system now. Mm. We'll see how they do. But judging by the rest of the series they're probably going to do quite well because, you know, they're quite heavily favoured. You know, (laughs) considering the producers seem to think that Mortis came second last series when they didn't even place. (laughs) Yeah. And given how this series has gone so far... Mm, Exactly. favouritism and manipulating circumstances, stuff like that... You've got a great bot plus producer favouritism. Exactly. How's that going to go? Hmm... And that takes us to Challenger. On the front here, we have four sharp stainless steel spikes which connect connected to the Formula 3 racing car spring to eliminate any large shocks going through the chassis of the robot. Over here, we have a milling machine cutter which has three carbide inserts. At the back here, we have a tungsten carbide saw spinning at 3000 RPM which goes up and down in this fashion. Challenger. Looks good. It's What's cool to colour. It's red, triangular, a box wedge, but has a... uh, I don't know how to describe the look. Maybe what people in the 50s and 60s thought cars would look like by now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, when you're living in the future. (laughs) Exactly, it has just that look to it. Really out there shape, spaceship kind of shape to it. Um, It is cool looking. What's it got? An angle grinder and a spike? Angle grinder... Spike, apparently there's a saw in there somewhere. I never saw it. Mm. But But yeah, it seems like maybe it went a bit overboard with the weapons. and Maybe if they just took some of them out and went a bit more RAM-heavy or a flipper, it might have worked a bit better. But it's innovative. You can see why at this stage, going into Series 2 after Series 1, they see that robot and they want it on the screen, because it does look different to everything else, and it does look Pretty cool for the time. It looks pretty cool. Definitely. It's a nice looking bot. Um, You just got to hope it's made as well as it looks. (laughs) All right. Gauntlet. Let's just do the gauntlet. This is the gauntlet. It's been described as an obstacle course, but wipe out any memory you ever had about school sports day on a sunny afternoon. It's still a race to the end, but this time circular saws and flame pits. Our house robots await our six gallant metallic athletes. Let's get the gauntlet out of the way. Well, there's something special about the gauntlet this time, isn't there? Two, right? The bricks are back. The bricks are back. What? What's the pattern? Why? There is no pattern. They're just... Because now, all the bots in this episode are a huge disadvantage. Surely. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like someone said what we said last episode Mm. with the barrels. Yeah. Like, okay, it's easier... But it's not fair. So they went. Oh, okay. We'll just put the bricks back then. After the after they've already done a whole episode of barrels, unless the way it was shot, like this heat gauntlet was shot at the same time as Heat A's gauntlet. Yeah. Maybe that's why. So maybe it's, it's mostly a. Maybe it's filmed in a different order. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Possibly. it's the post production thing that's caused it. I don't know. Maybe Donald Trump's a producer. I don't know. Possibly that you know? might have happened. I mean that would explain the brick wall very it would very much explain <laughs> very the wall. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I don't think he events. anticipates mortis breaking through it though. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first up for this gauntlet, it's the traditional gauntlet. Other than the wall, there's nothing weird about it. Yep, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, uh, challenger, challenger, straight for the bricks. Um, and this is the problem we see with the bricks mm-hmm. is they are a struggle to get through. Yep. Much heavier. Uh, much more awkward, and because they're not round like barrels, they don't roll away when you knock them over, so they end up stuck on top of the rocks. Exactly, a lot. you have to push them out of your way. You can't just knock them and they'll just sort of leave at their own accord. Yeah. They'll stay exactly where they are. And not a lot of these bots are designed to go all terrain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's- they can't get over a flat brick that's on the floor, it, it, it mm. just stops them in their in their trail in their path they get stuck on the ramp so naturally shunt and matilda show up just to make things more fun to watch really that's that's the, the trend of the house robots is yeah if they feel like it's boring put the house robots in there and make it more fun so matilda just sort of beats up challenger for a while Big time. Yeah, it takes a good few chunks out of the chainsaw. They don't get very far, five point three meters. Although I did notice that the way they're measuring it, I haven't got a clue. Uh, as we go on through this, it doesn't make any sense. But I think they're making it up. There's no way this was five point three to be honest, but No, especially compared to what the others do. Yeah. But five point three, it's not far. No. And it's the first time up well, first distance up on the board. Mm. That's what it is officially. Yeah. Not a great run. No. So that takes us to Mortis. Mortis. What can I say? They go straight for the wall yeah, and they do the complete opposite of Challenger and they just bust through it like it's yeah. nothing. They fly through it, straight over the ramp. Great control. No real trouble at all. Dives headfirst into the housebots. Housebots were waiting for him. Oh, gotcha. I thought that was quite interesting. Because we talk about how sometimes the show can be a bit biased, but the housebots weren't going to let Mortis just walk straight over. No. But they were going to let Mortis go far enough to get through first. Yeah. (laughs) Not attacking beforehand. This is where it gets a bit (laughs) weird. So they get through to the finish line, Mortis being Mortis, turn around, and then go to pick a fight with the house bots after finishing the race. Well, you say pick a fight. Mortis is a better house robot than Matilda is. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely pummels Matilda's outer shell, holes, yeah, breaks off it. things. Yeah, yeah, Matilda only has a chainsaw, which is not going to get through the Kevlar. Yeah, a flipper, which could get Mortis. Mortis doesn't have a way to get back up, but that axe. We said it last season. Yeah, but that is incredible rapid fire. Yeah, it, yeah. it's the speed of it is unbelievable. Yeah, it's like an automatic. It just dum 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 exactly. dum dum dum, and just the the r- holes across matilda's shell and then part of it just snapping off man that's crazy now uh, they keep fighting the house robots well after they finished uh they do get pitted it made for a nice spectacle yeah it was cool mortis definitely was an intimidation thing where they trying yeah. to intimidate the the other competitors like this is what we could do to the house robots what do you think we could do to yeah, you exactly this is exactly <laughs> right up their alley they smashed it um They are a reason they're favourites. Yeah. There's no doubt behind them being good enough to win the competition without any favouritism as well. Yeah, it's definitely the best designed, but most dangerous weapon. By a mile. Very, very dangerous weapon. We don't see weapons that cause this kind of damage until spinners come along, really. Exactly. This visual damage where you can see it happening Hmm. right in front of you. Not, you get backstage, it's like, oh, that knock actually took out our link. It's right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. Holes just all over it. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. So Mortis did really well and needless to say got through. Moving on to Oblivion. Oblivion. Smaller, Oblivion. lighter robot, but fast. Yeah. They yeah. go for the house robot route. Yeah. I'm guessing because other than house robots, there's not really any obstacles. So it's it exactly. seems yeah. smart yeah. if you are small and nippy. Mind you, there is the pit on that side. Mm-hmm. So lo and behold, <laughs> they challenge the house bots. And after a bit of action with Shunt and Matilda, some chainsaw, then Pip. I noticed during this, Sir Killalot's not there. Yeah. Again, if you're doing these gauntlets, is that fair? Because during yeah. the first lot of gauntlets we saw, Sir Killalot's there. And he picks you up and he throws you around and you can't do anything because Sir Killalot's there. Now Sir Killalot's just not there. So that's a huge obstacle taken out of the obstacle course. Exactly. I'd rather definitely take on Shunt than kill a lot, you know. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. You have a much better chance. 5.8 metres. It looked like they went twice the distance of Challenger, who went 5.3 metres. Yeah, it doesn't add up, does it? That was, yeah, yeah. That's not like a foot and a bit extra. No. But only that much. I mean, they're still through. They have beat Challenger. But it doesn't add up. The me- I don't know what they're measuring based on. Is it the amount of distance? Tra- well, no, it's not the amount of distance travelled, because if you get pushed back, you lose your distance. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I really don't know. That's a weird one. On onwards we go. dreadnought. This is a strange run. Well, he tries to go through the wall. A first attempt, one brick falls out. And yeah, that's it. and that's it. <laughs> and that's this it. massive robot that looks like just such a titan. Yeah. And considering all the other robots that went for the brick wall have knocked over quite a bit. Even Challenger, smaller and didn't make it past the brick wall, knocked over a whole bunch of bricks. Dreadnought, just the one. This is the thing. It's it's just a hollow shell, isn't it? Really, yeah. It's that's a big it hollow is. shell. If if that was full of bot, it'd probably do a lot better. Yeah, But because... It's mostly just hollow shell. It looks intimidating, charges into the wall. One brick falls out, reverses, gives it another whack. Still no luck. That's when they decide to change up tactics. So they pace for a while. They go up and down. They keep as if they keep changing their minds to what route they're going to take. They eventually settle on the house robot route. And complete it easily, so they, just, they should have just gone for that to start with. Yeah, they just pushes walk right, right past through. everyone and finishes. Yeah. But the House Robots don't put up much of a fight. No, they kind of let Dreadnought through. When, maybe when Challenger was stuck at the brick wall, they, all they came them. and beat yeah. the hell out of him. Yeah, but Dreadnought they just sort of leave it alone. Yeah, but we know about this, don't we? Yeah, we do. We <laughs> know about this. But why would you favour Dreadnought? I have no <laughs> idea. I guess it looks cool. It does. Look, I mean, it's okay. It's a cool looking robot. Yeah. It's sort of one people want a toy of, but. Yeah. Doesn't seem right. But they finish it. They complete the course with ease in the end, once they are decisive on the route they're going to take. But not having enough pushing power to move the bricks. No, every other robot managed well. that. Yeah. Every other robot, even if they get stuck on the bricks, knock the wall down. Yeah, They couldn't do that. Well, moving on from Dreadnought, takes us to Ramsey's second. Well, this is a slow robot. So slow. So slow. So it approaches the wall very gradually. When it finally gets there, it tries to like knock the wall down using its hammer. Yeah, it tries to hammer them away. Yeah. So the hammer's very long, so it acts like an arm a lot. So it's trying to sort of yeah. hit the things it off. sort of accidentally gets the hammer caught in the bricks a bit and nearly flips itself over as the hammer starts to come back, back to down. the bar, yep. <laughs> which is quite weird. So nearly topples itself right over, ends up going to the ramp, and into a fight with Matilda. Yeah, Um. unfortunately, whilst Mortis is incredible and beat the hell out of Matilda, it's kind of the opposite here. Ramesses has the swinging hammer-like weapon that's not as good, mm-hmm. and not got Cambridge engineers and 10 grand behind it. Doesn't really make much of an impact on Matilda. No, Matilda was not afraid of this one. Yeah, Matilda just blocks it from getting over the ramp. Yeah. But it does get far at 10.9 metres, despite yep. looking like it went the same distance as Oblivion. Yep. Apparently it went nearly twice that. That doesn't make any sense, does it? I don't know how they're measuring it. No, I am not sure. Does not add up at all. But yeah. But they're through. 10.9 metres, they are definitely through. Which takes us to Griffin. Haha, <laughs> Griffin. So they go with the house route. Well, they say to start with... That he's not gonna just go through it. He wants to take out all the house robots because you reckon he can flip them. <laughs> it's just chaotic, and the way it's shot and the way it's cut, yeah. I can't tell what's going on. No. You see Griffin rolling around all over the place, and then it's this house robots like on top of it, and then it just ends it really just gets quickly. Clear. Um, it gets absolutely wrecked by the house robots, pushed almost back to the start. Yeah, only makes three meters. Yep, three point four meters. Barely anything, because we've seen bots get barely anywhere and get five. I know, right? So what the hell? That was no distance at all then. If you count the length of the robot itself, it barely got far at all, but it just got manhandled by the house robots. The lifting arm was not what Oliver Steeples wanted it to be. Nope. Well, I think at one point he was facing the wrong way when he went to use it. Yep, they got right under, I think, Matilda. I might be wrong. They Um, were facing Matilda and... You Logically, see. if they lifted it, you know, it would have hopefully lifted the house spot. Unfortunately, it, the lifter was behind. <laughs> it was facing the wrong way, so the lifter just came up behind him and did nothing. <laughs> that was it. That was game over at that point. So Griffin is out. Griffin's out. Only hella three out. meters. Hella, hella out. We cut to an ominous looking Craig Charles standing near a fire glaring at the camera.
0: One robot down. One to be eliminated in the trials. Now, in days of old, when knights were bold and he could still get around in for under a fiver, people used to spear each other just for fun. That's what people did before robot wars. Now it's armor-plated robots facing each other across a field of battle, fighting for the hand of some fair mechanical maiden. Each of our surviving robots will joust Matilda. If they can survive the initial blow, then it'll be a battle to see who gains the most ground. The robot who puts in the worst performance will waltz out of the tournament. Hey, let the trials begin.
1: Yeah, that's weird as well. Yeah. As he then proceeds to introduce the trial by not explaining any of the rules of the next trial, which means we've had to figure out the rules of this jousting trial as we watch it. So it turns out it's a jousting chicken fight where you charge at each other. And whoever can push the furthest yeah. is the winner. So... It's a pushing fight. Yeah. Much- yeah, it's basically a pushing fight against Matilda, and they measure the distance that you push. It's literally the opposite of the tug of war. Yeah. Instead of going away from each other to try and get yeah. the other one, you're pushing you you into each two. other. Yeah. Now, why was there that circle bit in the middle then? So they could knock each other off the edge as well? I'm guessing that's I, just the I bits of... It. That's just yeah. what they had to hand. I guess. It's a bit odd. So yeah, the arena set up. So you've got two essentially corridors running up where the robots run down. Yeah. And then they meet in the middle, which is a separate platform which doesn't have any guard railing so mm. they can fall off the edge. So it's almost like a sumo match if you're in the middle, but then if you catch each other on the ramp, it's just who can push who the furthest back. Mm. I mean it works. It, it, It was more exciting to watch than the tug of war, but it still isn't that great. (laughs) I don't rate trials anyway. I mean, they're just silly. They're silly. And they, like we've said it before, they are just unfair. Got to hope you get a good trial for you in your episode. Yeah. That suits your bot. Mm -hmm. You just got hope and hope you're lucky enough to have that. It doesn't really make for a fair competition. Not at all. Okay. So first on the trial is Oblivion. Charges forward and gets upside down did. Yep. Super fast. Yeah. Gets very, very far due to its speed, mm-hmm. but hits Matilda like a brick wall. Boom. 5.6 metres. 5.6 metres from where? Don't know. Who knows? No. The rules don't matter. It's like, whose line is it anyway? Isn't it? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> they're just give them the arbitrary number. Yep. 5.6. That'll do. That's Oblivion's... That's it. That's yeah, it. Done. It. It. Yeah, again, it's another case of these go by very, very quickly because it's a very basic thing they're doing. Not a lot happens. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to Mortis. This one's a bit better, I guess. Mortis charges in, but um, Matilda gets her tusk underneath. Yeah, stuck some uh, kind of under the track. Proper, yeah. proper stuck. There is still one of Mortis's tracks on the floor. So they are still and managing we're to told push. told that they're still managing to push. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that you could push Matilda using just one track on the floor, but whilst Matilda's got you suspended yeah. in the air, and for some reason refuses to put her tusk down. Yeah. Um, And so it just happens that Mortis gets 6.1 metres, so just a bit more than Oblivion. Isn't that convenient? Is it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's is strange, isn't it, the way it works? Yeah. It didn't look like they got further, though. It looked no, like they did less. they got pushed pretty far back, actually. And Matilda could have done much more damage, but yeah. oddly was choosing not to. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Moving on to the, it gets even more suspicious when you look at what happens to the next one, given that circumstance. Because then the next one is Challenger. Poor Challenger. Challenger can't really drive in a straight line. Matilda pushes them all the way back to minus 0.1 meters past their starting point. Yep. Uh, well, guess who's going to be going? I mean, can you get further exactly. back than that? We how don't know can how you far. More like, damage than that. Yeah. You know, can she just keep pushing them through? To the backstage, out of the arena, like, well, why going she... through the pits. But why not do that to Mortis? Um. Well, you see, Mortis is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> has, a lot, has a lot of money behind it. Yep. <laughs> and then next comes Dreadnought, which gets a fair push. Nothing really happens. That's it. Mm-hmm. It gets 5.4 metres, slightly less than Oblivion. I'm not really sure. Sh- Again, I'm not really sure how it's measured, it's almost identical to the Oblivion one. Yeah. Um, running quick, get hit by Matilda, yep. and they're done for. And that's it. Odd. And then that leaves. Ramsey's the second, God, who was quite... So slow. Yeah, I thought they were being nervous and holding back and just trying to gauge the situation. But no, that the was them truth charging. is that the whole, that was them charging at full pelt. <laughs> so they slowly make their way over. They get put on their side, but then wedge and act as some sort of wall or barrier. Well, they use Supposedly. that ridiculously long hammer, which is just a big pole of metal, mm. to kind of keep Matilda back. Matilda yeah. can't get past it because it's whole it, It's like when an adult, like in the cartoons, yeah. puts their hand on a child's head, yeah. so they can't. Like <laughs> they're basically just doing that. <laughs> can't get to them. It's basically doing that, and it does work. They get five meters, which is more than minus zero point one exactly. So they're through, and Challenger is out seemed a bit harsh, though. It did seem. I mean, uh, Matilda really let rip at them. It seemed really random in terms of how they decided to calculate how far the robots had got. It's almost like for some robots, they measured the robot from the the back end of the robot, yeah. and for some of yeah. them, they measured it from the front end and how far, like the very tip of that robot, got. Doesn't make any sense, does it? You no, no. know, I don't. I don't know what the point was, but. That's the trials, we got a robot gone, now we can move on to the actual fighting. Hooray, finally! About Pretty much time. the only bit that you really want to see. I know, it's it's a slog going through everything beforehand, because it's, it's very samey and it's very quick mm. as well. And it's just, But it just happens one after the other. And there's so little to say about something, especially the trials this at the moment. This is why oh we God. appreciate the new format so much. Fight after fight is way better. Yeah, yeah. By a country mile. Exactly. So the first match we get is Dreadnought versus Oblivion. Dreadnought versus Oblivion is not match of the year, I'll tell you that much. It's, so the match starts and Dreadnought doesn't move. Does his signature move in fact? Signature which is, move doesn't is, doesn't do is anything. To not move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh doesn't move much. The house bots much or at all. Whatso- <laughs> whatsoever. Just stays perfectly still. The house bots very quickly get wind of this, and clearly <laughs> the message is sent down the line. Wreck it. Yep. <laughs> Make this TVable. Yeah. Okay. And Sir so Kay tears Dreadnought yep. to pieces, rips parts of the shell off, starts just cutting into We even into get bits to see the metal. claw crusher. A- metal pole part (laughs) i don't know where that was on dreadnought but it got broken it was exposed so a lot of the armor must have been taken out and it it really took it out yeah you can't expect much more in this case i can understand why they'd use the house robots to make it more exciting because it's obvious dreadnought have lost so it's not like they're influencing the finish if you get what i mean it was already game over this was just a over-the-top way to finish the match. The match was over when it begun. Yeah, to make it more exciting to watch. Because otherwise, you are watching two robots literally do nothing because Oblivion aren't going to risk anything and Dreadnought aren't moving. Yeah, yeah. So needless to say, Oblivion went through. We get to find out afterwards that actually Dreadnought, supposedly, when they were placing the armor on top, the shell on top, it knocked their key out. Yeah, it knocked out the link, which means when they transported Dreadnought, they took it into the arena without the shell on, and then put the shell on top whilst it was in the arena, which knocked out the link, which caused the robot to not move because it has no power. And in fact, they can actually see it in the arena. They can see it lying on the floor. Yep, you can actually... Yeah, uh, it's even zoomed in. They caught it on camera. I mean, it's a tough way to go, but... It does tie in with the whole Dreadnought team having immensely bad luck. It's very impressive. Didn't they just randomly catch on fire last season? Yeah, like and- I say, they're yeah. just not lucky, are they? Then they just didn't work, and now they yeah. accidentally knocked their own link out. It's a shame. But they're That's out. That's the way so. it is. That is the way it is. They're out. Blivin goes through. Moving on. Ramsey's the second, V Mortis. Guess who wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the one. It's not the fight you wanted to get when you're it's like, Ramsey. He's you a cheap version of one robot versus the professionally made supreme standard yeah. expensive version of the same thing. You've got a plastic robot with a big piece of metal being yeah. used as a hammer versus a Kevlar jet-powered <laughs> m- immense axe that can hit three or four times per second. Ramses do put on a good fight-ish they managed to overpower mortis they in can terms push. of push yeah they can push mortis which is quite impressive the house bots get involved again i know they were actually close to the zone at this point but they kind of really lay in it's another case of mortis they did win but as the fight is still happening because things can change yeah as the fight is still happening, the House Robots just come and kind of take over, yeah. and they just use it as the opportunity to get, I believe, our first Sir Kill-A-Lot barbecue. Yeah, the barbecue spot appears, doesn't it? Yeah, and he, yeah, uh, Ramses just gets roasted, and that's it. That's match. That's, that's match. Him. Mortis through, of course, <laughs> which takes us to the final of the night, which is Mortis versus Oblivion. So you've got the lightweight. Basic titanium armoured two wheels and like a couple of spikes of oblivion versus oh god, it's mortis exactly. So you've got a flat roof and you've got mortis's uh, axe flying down on you, literally raining puncture holes. Uh, uh, It's so quick, it's crazy fast. It's just hole, 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 within like 10 seconds, oblivion's like acneed with holes, it's crazy. They don't stand a chance, they barely get a word in, they attempt pushing and stuff, but they yeah. don't get very far. The house robots don't even really get much of a chance to get a word in themselves. Mortis is that Yeah. That powerful compared to Oblivion. I mean Mortis tries to push for a pit, and Oblivion does manage to block that. Easy win for Mortis and Mortis actually making it through to the semi finals. So they've actually won of their heat this they time. Did. Yep, yep. I mean, it felt at times that they were kind of biased towards them. They were favoured, but it was a shame because they didn't need to be. They because could have got Mortis, through on their own accord, yeah. yeah they basically did get through on their own accord, yeah. but the producers almost sort of made sure that would stay the case. Exactly. They didn't want to take any risks. They really wanted Mortis to get as much screen time as possible this season. Exactly. And that's what they're going to get, because we're going to get more of Mortis. When we get to the semi-finals. Of course. So there was still some tinfoil hat, but this was a purer episode. The least tinfoil hat episode of the season. Yeah. I mean, you could look at it and say nothing stood a chance against Mortis in this episode. Actually, looking at the list, Oblivion, one-on-one with Mortis, never would have stood a chance. Challenger didn't. Dreadnought would have, I mean... That shell would have been absolutely annihilated, <laughs> shattered. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Ramses, oh, I think I already mentioned yeah, they got wrecked. Um, which would have left Griffin, which probably would have got wrecked as well. Yeah. It might it may have had the pushing power, but it, it got eliminated so early. So there yeah. was no one. There was no one to challenge, really. There was no challenger for the might of Mortis. Yeah. So Mortis is through, and then weirdly enough, in the outro. As the music's playing, the house bots are spinning round and round and round. And then one of them just takes a nosedive into the pit. Yeah, shunt. Shunt just dives into the pit headfirst first no himself reason. into the pit. Yeah. Don't know why. Fear of Mortis, I'm guessing. I'll go with it, yeah. Diving out of the way of Mortis. Treating Mortis like Roman Reigns. like That producer's like, you get that shunt and you, you he, he goes into the pit. He's he afraid of Mortis. You put Mortis <laughs> over there, damn the it. Booking Mortis is <laughs> <are> strong, man. <laughs> When Mortis came out as number thirty, I was so disappointed. <laughs> Could you imagine that Robot Wars Rumble? I'd love it. Thirty with with, with surprise, <laughs> with surprise, surprise entrance from the past. Yeah, who's going to be, be number eight? It's oh. Mortis. Oh my That'd god! Be amazing, actually. as they all come piling in. <laughs> Be incredible. And you and have to f- get them out of the arena to- Yeah, the whole yeah. edge of the arena, just to make it a bit easier. Yeah. Instead of having to flip them out of the arena because yeah. some it oh, is can't do that pit it's around just a the pit arena surrounding yeah. the arena. So it's all about pushing, <laughs> flipping, and just trying to survive. That'd be awesome. Ah, oh, amazing blasts from the past. Oh, you see? Roadblock, the very first champion he comes yeah. out. <laughs> now you're thinking, oh, that's genius. Uh. Maybe we should suggest that. a good idea. <laughs> how would it, how would you make it happen? It would be so ridiculous. Yeah, you'd have to have so many roboteers around. All ready to go right yeah. then, and then all have to repair afterwards. All it would thirty be of them. <laughs> hell of a booking, yeah, yeah. It'd be fun. It'd be so fun, though. It would be cool. Okay, so Philippa Forrester's out of five. What are we giving it? It's a tough one. I didn't really think of it. Um, I'm gonna say two and three quarters. It was still a very standard episode, but I enjoyed it slightly more than the one before, mostly because of the destruction Mortis brought, and it felt a bit fairer. Yeah, I'd go with that. I mean, I'll give it a three. It was, it, it wasn't terrible. I just, I don't like the way it feels like it's been orchestrated in front of me, as opposed to anything could happen. Sometimes yeah. it feels like they're very specifically putting certain bots through, and the whole situation with the wall changing around. Do you know what I mean? These bots were at a disadvantage. Some of those bots would have fared better against barrels. So, you know, it's a tough one. But yeah. Yeah. Anytime it feels like anything could happen, they just send the house robots in to make sure the right thing happens. You get what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit... uh, You know, you're so many episodes of so many robots. Good stuff's going to happen if you let it happen. You don't have to force it. Exactly. I get Sir Killalot's there, but he's going to get chances to beat up broken robots. Yeah. They don't need to force it. They'll still get their highlight reel spots. They don't need to, you know. Okay. Well... We have a Twitter at Podcast Activate because someone's already got at Activate Podcast we will be little bit about that at all. We've got a email which is activatepodcast.gmail.com Still totally forgot to do the uh, mailbag today so we'll do that next time. Yes, but, give uh, us some mail. Yeah. Tweet us uh, anything and we tend to read it out if we remember. definitely remember next time yeah, i suppose if we did the mailbag this time it would mostly be people asking us oh you can do some more episodes and this kind of answer yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we could read them out and then individually say yes <laughs> yeah, each and every one just go through them <laughs> okay thanks for listening.